I totally know what you mean, yeah. B-Movie Battle, 57, Nick Cagecast, 35. I love how you never know which one you're on. <laughs> A score to settle, one. 2019. <laughs> Holy shit, let's go. Let's, let's... let's go. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the B-movie battle sanctioned by the government of Wonderland. Swear words of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the show. All other swear words are restricted. Wonderland officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the show and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for one continuous hour. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until the review concludes. Blessed be our Wonderland leaders in America, a nation reborn. B-movie battle is now in effect. Hi. Not that time, motherfucker. You finally got wise. <laughs> it's so weird that it, it plays, in, even on the podcast and on the recording, it plays the exact same volume. But for some reason, really? for you guys, plays super loud for the second one. I don't one. know why. It's just like, it's, you're like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it's cocaine, bro. You got to. Side, side question before we get started. Have you watched the Purge movies? Oh, yeah. All of them. Well, every I mean, I was, every last you one. Have. You have. And it, you, you enjoy them? All of them. Every last no. Um, <laughs> okay, I think I've seen like the first two. Okay, Maybe so on our one. last show on LAW Anthology Series Review, the one of Room One Hundred Four episode, we talked about the Saw movies. Let's talk about the Purge movies because that. Okay. <clears throat> the Real reason quick. I made that intro is because I watched we watched all the Purge movies, including mm-hmm. the both seasons of the series. There's there's a Purge. Oh, how's that? Series. First season sucks. Second season okay. pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Better than most of the movies. Um, mm. And then we watched Forever Purge, the new movie. Mm-hmm. And that's just like a blue Twitter nightmare of white people are racist and horrible and blah, blah, just blah. jerking each other off. Yeah. It's that. But yeah, they're okay at best. Okay. The first movie I don't like that much. It's, it's okay. It's a fun idea. I like the idea more than anything. Right, that's kind of what I was gonna say. Like, I I like the the premise of it more than anything. The execution is okay; it's fine, but it's the one idea of those, was what what had me hooked. It's one of those things that if you think about in any length of time, you come up with holes. Like, how is this gonna fund? How is this cheaper in the long run? You have to do billions of dollars worth of repair every year with less people to pay into the right. How is what, collecting less it, taxes? Yeah, we have all these makes bodies we have to clean up. Buildings that are exploded, like yeah. are on fire, because fire's not illegal, even though bombs are. But you can set a fire. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. But the but the the second season of the show is actually more interesting than anything we've seen because it, it tackles like it, the opening scene of the season is a woman coming on stage and like auditioning, and she's like she's all nervous. She's like, okay, well, 
how do I how do I read this? Like, what is what kind of thing is it? She's like, just just read it like you're a kindergarten teacher. And she's like, okay, well, um, commencing at the siren. And they tell the story of how that got made for just one scene. And they mm. and then it's like a bank heist, but the guy gets caught with like walking out the door as the siren starts, and so they track him down. And they go yeah. into how they actually deal with criminals that break that law about you know doing shit after the siren, and they don't fuck around. But it was just way sure. more interesting than anything I've seen in any of the movies. Yeah, and I feel like that would be the the latching on point for me is like, what a, what's the aftermath situation oh, yeah. like? What's the in between story? Um, that that would be more interesting for me, I think. And that is what you get out of season two of the show. Skip season one; it's it's a waste of your time. Side 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 note: I did start watching the newest season of The Walking Dead, and season ten that so far. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I watched the first couple episodes. There's one season ten or eleven. Season eleven is the one that's coming out like now yeah, or yeah. shortly. The one that's the one that just came out this week. Okay, I no, watched I, the first I episode. Very good. Yeah, I like season ten when I watched so far. Um, yeah, nine. Nine. You know what's is funny a- is like. Season nine and ten come back to the comic books a lot more yeah. than some of the other seasons do, which I I really enjoyed. The reason I like season nine because I fucking hate season six through eight. I fucking mm-hmm. despise them. But season they nine, go they, way off book. They got a new showrunner. I forget her name. Um, but anyway, she she was like, "All right, well, let's do this." <laughs> like people are starting to hate our show, so she fixed it. Yeah. A lot of it, from what I've noticed. But yeah. um. Yeah, we're here to talk about a score to settle, believe it or not. Let's do that. Now that we're five and a half minutes in, let's talk about this show. <laughs> we we needed some lead in. We needed some some just some small talk to get us going. We needed like to lube us up, you know? Some <laughs> yeah. I need you something. to like, you know, buy me dinner before you fuck me in the ass. <laughs> before the fisting. We okay, so because it's just the two of us. We're talking about a score to settle. We have more time to not get distracted, even though we're yeah. struggling so far. <laughs> this isn't a movie that we need the time, though. Like, Pig would have benefited from two people instead of three. 100%. Uh, although I'm glad we had three because everyone got their opinion and, and, and love, we love that movie. That was a good episode. This, this movie, we don't need time to discuss mm-hmm. this. Uh, nope. We don't need 19 years in prison. To discuss this movie. Ten minutes. Um, it's a Blu-ray I got from Walmart. And they, in order to sell this movie with Nicolas Cage on the front, they have to put a slipcover on it because they think, oh, extra value. It must be a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Made you pay for it, didn't they? Well, I might regardless, so. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a cool-looking front cover. I'll give it that. It looks cool. I just, I, I'm real concerned about him. Like, like I don't know anything really about Nicolas Cage, but like, did he have a stroke? Because even that image, the left half, well, the left half of his face is drooping. Like, what are we doing here, bud? I think it's supposed to. Oh, oh, there we go. It, it's supposed to be injured. He start, he's starting to look like Harrison Ford, like where you would cover one of half of his face and he's smiling, and the yeah. other half of his face and he's angry. Yeah, like there's something going on there. You know what I found amusing about this movie? We'll get into the plot here later. Sure. It doesn't really matter. But I love the fact that this character blows money like hold Nicolas on, Cage did on. in the early 2000s. <laughs> what there plot? is a plot. You can't <laughs> okay. say there's no plot. 
it is very muddled the way they tell the plot. 100%. But it, there is a plot. Agreed. Okay, so we're not going to reveal anything yet. Okay. We, you know what I'm talking about. We are going to yep. talk about, in order for the most part, I do want to mention a couple things. This movie begins in the early 90s, where... Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just have to preface this next part of this conversation. First 15 minutes of the movie, I'm into it. I'm like, this is good. Yeah. They got a guy who looks like him playing the younger Nick Cage. There's something happening in the background. There's there's something to hook me in. And I'm like, damn, I'm into it. Like, I'm, I know it's going to all go to shit in a few minutes, but... That had me, and I was real upset about that. I just wanted to make that 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 note there. Yes. Uh, first of all, the guy who plays younger Frank or Frankie is a relative of Nick Cage. That's why he okay. looks so much like a like Cage. That makes sense. He's a Coppola, which the Coppola and he's, family and he's probably is, spent time around him, so he yeah. can mimic some things. And he did a good job. He did a really good job. Yeah. And I was watching Excellent him. Job. I didn't realize he was a rel- relative until. Before we start recording, I was looking it up, and I was like, "Oh, that's a relative. It makes sense because okay. kid kills it." Um, yeah, the whole thing is a flashback in the early '90s when apparently Cage was like 19, mm-hmm. even though 19 years later he's an old man of 57 yeah, I... or 55 or. <laughs> the, it was some generous casting. Let's say that. Yeah, because he should have been 30. Should have been 30-something. 30 35. Easily. But he's supposed to be like this young kid who just had a baby with his new wife. And, and no. No. <laughs> like, no. No, and it doesn't add up for the movie um, to see where he's at after the flashback, right? No. That was kind of frustrating. He's too old. And the whole movie is a premise. It, it was originally called Old Man, this movie. Before it was changed to score to settle. So mm-hmm. you need that character. You need that flashback to be earlier and the son to be way older. You, you needed more time in there between when he was put in prison and not and now out. Well, and I think even they could have done. They could have gone further with his age at the same time too. like the things that he's experiencing as this old man. He, he's truly not that old. No, right? no. I mean, I, I would expect somebody in their late 60s, maybe early 70s to be experiencing some of those things. And that would that would play more for me. He's 55 yeah. at this time. He's exactly 20 years older than me, Nick Cage. Okay. He's born 20 years before me, so I can easily do the math. So he's 55 in 2019. Sure. He's too young to be called old man and everyone would be like, you're old as hell. Like, he's older. Yeah, 55 yeah. is older. But yeah, not old enough to be not that age where you're like you fucking old man. Like no, like no, yeah. It, it was um. I think honestly, they need to Liam Neeson. Casting. Liam Neeson. Uh, yeah, and, and I think it was a poor casting. Like, yeah, I, I don't think that he should have been in this role. Well, they could have. If you want Nick Cage in this movie, this is your script. Just change a couple things. He's not that old. The old thing doesn't fucking matter in this story. No. It doesn't like it's. It's really his condition that matters. Yeah. Right. That's he does sick sick man. He doesn't need to be old yeah. man. Like, and they don't play. Okay, uh, we're all over the place. I, yeah. I, go I ahead and just that. set yeah, it up. Yeah. Let me set it up. It's a flashback in the nineties, early nineties, where Nick Cage is is a teenager. He's basically twelve. He's running around, 
And uh, he's at this crime scene where he he's basically trying to teach this mafia boss how to swing a baseball bat and hit a baseball into a guy who's in a chair. He goes outside to get the baseball. Uh, mini Benjamin Bratt, who looks nothing like him when he grows up. Um, he's outside, and he he's with him. And then he goes back, and Nick Cage goes back inside. Well, Benjamin Bratt is outside. You know, not Benjamin Bratt is outside having a smoke. And he goes sure. in, and they're they're killing the guy with a baseball bat, just beating their fucking brains in. And then it cuts, and it says, like, 19 years later, and we see Cage in jail. And this is the scene that ruined it for me. This is where it went from, like, enjoyable to, oh, because the cinematography is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I hate every shot in this movie. All the... Yeah, it was there was so a lot of, like... What, was there not, like, a lot of, like, pan tilt things going on? Like, zooms? That and was the... That a different- they did like focus changes when he's having memories where it's just so you get that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a video game, like where you're like shell shocked and shit. Every call of duty game does that. I don't need that in a movie. They didn't do the audio, the, the saving private Ryan Normandy beach audio, (laughs) which on its own, granted like that really did work in that movie. Right. But this is not the movie for it. No. Cause it was okay. He's in prison. He's getting out. He's talks to his doctor and she's like, this is why we're letting you out because you're fucking dying. And, he, and then mm-hmm. he gets out. He walks outside. His son walks up to him and he goes, no car. And he's like, you're a grown man. It's crazy. And they walk off. Pause. I knew right then. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. I'm not so, going to say any more than that. Okay. So <laughs> right then <laughs> he walks and then uh, they walk away and then they, the problem is he gets back to the, they go do a bunch of shit. They spend money. He goes to the, mm-hmm. the house, takes a cab there. Barry uh, digs up a bunch of money and a baseball bat that was used in the crime and a mm-hmm. baseball card that he shows his kid and puts in his pocket. And then he starts having flashbacks and it was like seeing the, the crime and then him in prison and it's all doing that fucking. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn. Like I just saw this. Like, come on. You know what pisses me off most about this part of the movie is that like, Throughout the first, like, I would say the first act, right? The first 30, 30, 40 minutes of the movie, there's a lot of, like, baseball, like, pointed, yeah. like, setups. A lot. And then zero payoff yep. with any of them. And that that pissed me off because I'm like, this this was such a big piece of the story that you were setting up between him and his kid, him and his business, and then we don't do anything with it. Well, let me fast forward and just say him and the kid are spending money and getting to know each other mm-hmm. while he's denying the fact that he's going to get revenge on the people who put him behind prison, probably behind bars, because he took the, he took the rap for his boss for killing that guy. I don't know why they don't ever show him get arrested or wh- how that fucking happened. I guess it really doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter, but it would add value. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I think that's a piece that's missing here is that so much of the, the subplot that would give us context isn't delivered to us till too late in the movie where we just don't care. Right. It seems like he just admitted to it without any proof because Mm -hmm. there's no murder weapon because he had the murder weapon. So obviously that wasn't in court and just took the fall for them. They, they said they pay off, give him a bunch of money. They give him a bag of money, like a hundred thousand dollars or 200,000 who knows how much he spent. But, and then they also said they look after his son and his wife. While he's in prison, the wife dies, I assume, of like a cancer or something like that. She was fairly young. The, the son overdoses, we find out. Oh, shit, I spoiled it. 
Uh oh. <sighs> Who fucking cares? Okay, so excuse me. It. I'm assuming if you're watching this, you've seen or listening to this, you've seen the movie. So that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, I think we could say that just about it in, in any of these that we do at this point. Like, not so much anthology. No, but like if we're doing a B movie battle or a Nick Cage anything, yeah, like you should watch. If you haven't first. seen it, then why are you listening to this? Or if you don't want to see it, you're not going to care. So spoiler, yeah, exactly. Four or five minutes ago, his son's dead. But that's the whole premise of the movies. Is he's now he's going to get revenge on them, and that's what we're watching. So yeah. now let's boil it down to the scenes, the individual scenes, because there there actually are a lot of scenes in this movie, and I'll give it credit for that. Yeah, it keeps, I, what was it the keeps, budget on this? Because I feel like there was a lot going on, but not really a lot happening. You know yes, what I mean? it was. That's that's exactly where I was going. Is there a budget like this? You expect to see like really long extended scenes in like in the hotel room, but really there's not that. It's he goes and he has a the the son hooks him up with a hooker, and then he goes and fucks the hooker <laughs> for a while. And then he has that whole date, and he comes back to the sun, and they go shopping, and they get suits, and they're like, eh, and they're fucking around. And mm-hmm. then a bunch of stuff happens, like the scene with the the, the, the pimp, all that stuff happens. And in the end, it adds up to none nothing. Of, none of it matters. The scenes with the, in the bar with Benjamin Bratt, and he's Cage learning to play the piano for this fucking movie for some reason, for that one scene. <laughs> Terribly singing. Even though you don't see his hands hitting the keys, he learned how to play the piano for some reason. Oh my god. So I, dumb, but I don't even know. But yeah, there's a lot going on for a, a movie this stupid and simple, which is bizarre yeah. because none of it works. It's just, it was frustration trying to get through it. I must have paused it like 10, 12 times just because I was like, I don't, I, I can't. I have a like, genuine I, question for you. Yeah. How many of those pauses happened before the hour mark? Mm. For me, none. Yeah, I would say most of it was the second half. The last um, 45 minutes, I paused and started 10 times. I'm yeah. Like, like, or tuned out, and I was like, oh, wait, wait, the sun, what? <laughs> yeah, I probably paused it five or six times in the last like, 15, 20 minutes because I was like, I know where this is going, and it's it's not going to make me happy. <laughs> no. Uh it was just kind of a, a train wreck. That first scene cashes a check that the rest of the movie can't pay. Right. And that's, I think that's what makes me so mad about all of it. It's like you had gold in your hands, right? Not you gold, had something but... that, well, I mean, pretty close to, I mean, how, how often do we see a, a younger portrayal of an actor on screen where we're like, damn, they fit the bill. And we need to, you know, milk that fucking cow. And they just don't do it. Right. There were so many opportunities for other flashbacks and uses of that person that would have added value, I think, to this storyline. You know what would have been cool Um, is seeing a scene with young Nick Cage, the wife and the baby. Right. That would have been cool. Seeing how the arrest went, the trials, like little quick little vignettes throughout peppered in. Anything, it, it, really. Instead, we get Cage going, you see, like, the whooshy camera, and he's, right. and he's having flashbacks of shit we've seen. Like, it's all footage we've already watched. So, really, this thing is like, you're watching the movie twice. Yeah. Just with the drunk filter on it the second time. 
Can we talk about how terrible of a fucking actor the son is? <sighs> I have so many. First of all, he has not done a whole lot of work, believe it or not. No way. Yeah. <laughs> but the scene where they're buying Rolexes and he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? He's so bad. He's channeling his inner cage is what's happening. <laughs> no, but cage knows how to fucking act. This kid was just like, no, I mean, I don't disagree storm. with you, but, but if you were going to go and try to emulate cage, what would you do? I think it would look something like what that kid tried to do. And like, try to impress him and try to be ridiculous and it just see, doesn't work. I don't think he, but okay, I guess. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but also I don't think that's anything like what cage does. That's more Adam Sandler territory. No, than I, cage. no, I agree. Agree. A hundred percent. That's a, I'm just saying that's like, a child trying to be obnoxious to attract a young girl. Like <laughs> if I rec- I'm crazy, <laughs> like it doesn't work. Yeah. I, how is this the same person we watched a few weeks ago in Pig that we were just I don't blown away know. by? That's what's so frustrating, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. He's he's a completely different person, and it it's it boggles my mind that it all boils down to what he is handed, right? What motivation he is given, and what words are on the page. Well. Let's because, talk specifics there because I thought every scene with the kid, Nick Cage is good in. Every scene where he's getting revenge, Nick Cage is horrible in. I don't disagree with that. Um, that last scene think, with Benjamin I think that Bratt, there was some good parts with him and the hooker. Yeah, um, yeah. Even though that, again, didn't add any value to the storyline whatsoever. Um. Like, what's the purpose of that other than getting rid of the money? It was him. And this is very evident in the fact that her child's name is Joey. It's him finding surrogates for his wife and child who are now dead. Yeah. And I, I can see that. But I don't, again, I don't think it adds anything that I know exactly in the movie. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have missed it. You know what I mean? It reminded me of Jesse Pinkman. Mm hmm. It reminded me of him and that girl and her son. I felt like they watched Breaking Bad and were like, let's do that. Oh, <laughs> shit, we fucked it let's up. Let's pull some hard <laughs> strings, see how it goes. Yeah, him and that junkie girl and her, her yeah. kid, and they just failed miserably at it. Yeah. Man, I mean, to be fair, even that storyline flopped in the TV show, so you weren't going after success there if you're trying to copy that. Hey, at least that had a brutal fucking ending to it, though. She, co- she comes out on her porch and gets shot in the back of the head. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Spoiler well, and it added back. value, too, because there were subplots throughout well, that that affected yeah. the child and the woman. So That's a, but, that, that's a TV show. That's, that's a massive True, yeah. But, I mean, you have more opportunity there. I truly believe you cannot compare movies with TV shows. It's unfair. No, you can't. Horribly unfair. But, um... Yeah, they could have fleshed that out a little bit more, had him have a couple extra scenes. It's an hour and 40-some minutes, hour 44. Something like that. They could have cut out. Here's the problem. What do you cut out? I think you cut out some of the stuff with the sun. Um, but the problem I think is, they try to... that's what the movie's about. No, I don't disagree. But they try to do some stuff in there where they like, they like kind of get started. Oh, we're going to go on a shopping spree, and then they don't. And then they do the next day. Yeah. And you're like, 
Why? <laughs> I would have cut out the scene where his son leaves after he says, you walk at that door, I'm done. And then he comes back and then he has the valet go through his phone for 20 minutes while the pimp comes in and he gets a fight with a pimp that doesn't fucking matter at all. That that whole scene, that whole eight minute scene could be gone. Fucking useless. Instead, fucking put useless. in a scene with Simone slash Jennifer where he's actually meets the child. You know what I mean? Some Like the machinist. Even right. if it's in his well, head, he, he still gets It's a complete missed opportunity in, in like in him also making an additional connection with Jennifer, right? Yeah. You know, that the part where the kid says my name's or she says his name's Joey, or he says his name's Joey, whatever, you're like, Oh, that was my son's name. You know what I mean? Like we, we could have had a moment there, but we just completely ignore it and move past it. You see him having a moment. I was just gonna say, yeah. But I, I actually Okay. I, I know ahead. exactly what you mean, but the way they did it and the way they wrote it, I actually like the way they did it. Because if they did it that way, where he they all have a moment, it wouldn't have fit the plot the way they they did it. So the fact that he just had the moment works better for the way they told their plot. You know what I mean? Right. Because she doesn't fucking yeah, I mean, matter. Yeah, because it kind of adds to the fact that at that point he he still is seeing red. Yeah. And he just wants to get done what he came to do. Um, so if, I guess if you do add that moment in there for both of them, that might lead him away from that, yeah. which is not the point of the movie. But at the end of the day, him seeing red and that coming to fruition <laughs> was garbage too. So it's, it's so, <laughs> this is a, an example of a fairly decent script. I will say that if I can, I don't disagree. Like on paper, this would read fine, but I would say do some more rewrites because what you what you witness in the final cut of the movie is the whole time he's going i'm not going to get revenge the son finds out he is out getting revenge all night he's not sleeping and then you hear like voiceover of the doctor being like you have to sleep otherwise you'll die it's so cheesy we fucking know what you told <laughs> yeah. us 30 times but then he go, he's like i'm doing this for you i'm doing this for you joey and he's like how are you doing this for me like how and he, he, they, they cut away from that. And then later on, well, they go to the graveyard. Okay, go let's ahead. Let's pause there for a second. Yeah. Let's pause there for a second. I'm doing this for you. We don't have any motivation of why he's doing it for him. Yes. We don't have any any interest or inference of anything going on of why it would be done for him because we don't know exactly what happened. We don't know the backstory of the process that led to it happening. Or anything like that. We just know he went to jail and he lost out on some time for his kid. Him doing this for his kid doesn't make any fucking sense. He's they, doing it for himself. And that's exactly why we needed some scenes earlier with him and the kid or him and young Benjamin Bratt saying, I will look after your kid. The problem is they can't spoil that he's dead already. So they need to find a sub, a sub reason He's doing it for him, you know, a false front reason yeah, that he's doing it for them. For anybody for the who's ever watched a movie at this point of the movie knows mm. that kid's not fucking there, right? So I feel like that's a wash hey. anyway, right? If we're gonna break that that little plot point and that little surprise, let's do it with some purpose. Here, here's where I admit I did not predict he was dead because. Really? It was such a stupid movie, I wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> You're like, they, they couldn't be this. No, 
This, this I, I didn't even <laughs> approach that thought because I'm going, oh, this is bad. The cinematography was stuck in my head every scene that I was like, oh, stop it. But the I problem suspected is, it. Go ahead. The problem is when they show he's really been dead the whole time, I went, oh, I don't care. Yeah. And so much so that I've seen, no I've seen this twice. I watched it again today and I was like, wait, he's fucking dead. Uh, do I remember that? No, <laughs> I don't care. I don't give a shit. I forgot. Uh, yeah. It's, it's that, sad. And that's what I want to talk about. That's mostly what I want to discuss about this movie is the reveal of the sun. Mm-hmm. You watch Scrubs, right? Yep. Remember that episode where Brendan Fraser's dead? Mm-hmm. I cried. With, I cried yeah. in that episode because it fucking hit me hard. Yeah, 100%. he's like, he's like, JD, you know why we're here, right? And he's like, yeah. And he's gone. He just vanishes, and you realize they're at his fucking funeral. Yep. And I was like, holy shit! I I get chills still with you even talking about <laughs> yes, it, bro. Right, straight up, like they set that episode up so fucking well. That, exactly, like, and that's an episode of a TV show that's a comedy. Yep. That nobody gave a shit about at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like let's do, and they cared enough to to craft this episode where you're not thinking about his death. That's what they should have done here because it's the exact same premise. He arrives at the at the gravestones with him. They look at the mom's one, and he's like, he sets the flower down. He has zero emotion. And he's like, here's your flower, and the son's right next <laughs> to him, and he he takes. So he's like. And they show the son's tombstone, 86 to 2005. He's 19. And it's like, I should have been there. For I'm like, maybe if you had some emotion going into this or, or some sort of setup for this. Right. The, the problem is they relied too much on their somber music. And I feel like that mm-hmm. was, oh, shit, this looks awful. Throw well, in somber music. It'll make people feel things. Yeah. It just goes back to that whole vignettes thing that you're talking about. We have no context as to um, the relationship of him and his son before he goes to jail. Yeah. So we have no like emotional attachment to how he feels when he reveals that the son is dead. You know, I, 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 I guessed it right when he came out of jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? And his son's walking up to him like that's fucking weird. First of all, that he's walking up to him. Nobody just walks. They, up to they a have jail. a line that explains it, and I was yeah. in the frame point of, yeah, it's dumb enough. He sold money to pay off some shit. He sold the car to pay off some shit. Sure. Okay, but I was like, that's bullshit. Like yeah. I, I, I fully picked up on that. Now I, I didn't know, but it was obviously confirmed later on. But I was like, there's certain little things that stick out through the rest of the story too, like how nobody's really talking to his son. Yes, and. You know they're all t- talking to him and not acknowledging that the son is there. I'm like I, I'm, and and that that one little moment at the at the jail of him picking him up or walking with him is what sets me off to notice those things throughout the rest of the movie. Um, but again, not everybody's going to pick up on that. But at the same time, it's not. I don't know. It it didn't do anything for me. Hey, okay, yeah, I I completely agree with that. It, it, what they should have done, this will tie both things together that we mentioned. Show flashbacks, but have them be the kids. I remember when I was this age and you went off and you see from the kid's perspective, the dad getting taken off in the same clothes he's wearing now, 19 mm-hmm. years later. You see a scene with him being a junkie and like he's just telling a story about this is how I fucked up. You show the kids flashbacks because he heard these stories in prison and, and shit like that. 
Yeah. You, you show those because it ties the character more to reality. And I care more about that character because I've watched him more. Mm-hmm. Right now, I've just seen him be a sweaty fucking mess and, and a previous junkie. And why is Cage's fantasy of his child saving him from an overdose and putting him in a bathtub? Why is that in his fantasy? Well, I think this ties back to a lot Trying of to be conversations there we've had on on numerous episodes and everything. It's like, <clears throat> it doesn't matter what movie or TV show we're watching. If you don't give us some reason to have emotional tie and value yeah. to who a character is, it doesn't fucking work. Right. And, and that's exactly what happened here. Once again, and here's how easy Jansen and I are to please. Brendan Fraser is only in a few episodes of Scrubs prior to He's that a episode. Fucking cameo. <laughs> he has a couple episodes, a couple quick scenes where she, he plays uh, what's her name's brother or something, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And by the time they showed him again, I'm, I'm like, I'm not attached to him, and I still like was like, oh my god, no! Right. <laughs> like, I, I forgot he existed. But yeah. you're like having that moment with those two standing next to each mm-hmm. other. And he's like, you know why we're here? And like, he's like, oh, you know shit. why we're here, right, JD? And he's like, yeah. I was like, wait, where'd he go? Oh, my God, they're in this funeral. It got oh, me so hard. Bawling. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm easy to make cry. I've never denied that. I, I can cry at fucking anything. I, literally anything. I, I fucking cry at Ted Lasso. Have you ever watched that show? No, it looks awful. It's absolutely amazing, first of all. Let me just, I, I know you have your, your skepticism and feelings about these types of things, but truthfully, one of the best top TV shows I've watched in a long time. I keep hearing that, but when I watch the trailers, I'm going, this looks desperate. Don't, st- well, y- you be- you should know this better than anyone. Don't watch the I know, fucking trailer. But the problem is I have to if I watch Archer on Hulu. It plays Ted Lasso every fucking commercial break, and I'm like, that looks awful. <laughs> But I know I love Jason Sudeikis. I really do love him. So yeah, and it, it's not just Jason Sudeikis. Like the cast of this show is Juno Temple on phenomenal. That? Say what? Juno Temple isn't she on there with him? I think so. The I don't, girlfriend. I don't know names. Girl from Dark Knight Rises, the blonde girl that lives with a uh, Catwoman. Yes, yes. Okay. She's out th- throughout the whole series, and she's very good. Yeah, but. Again, there's episodes in that show where I'm like, man, I know this is a comedic value type show, but goddamn, that was good and like full on near tears. So, oh, even during this movie, I was still like, (laughs) (laughs) but it didn't work. Like, I was like, I had to force my own thoughts along. (laughs) No, especially in that last scene, you're like, this is bullshit. That last, the last scene of this movie, the last two scenes, I should say. Right, in the, the dressing room, the, the and dressing the room and outside in the stairs are the worst. They are yep. so unbearably bad. I was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I guess what I want to say, and this isn't closing, but this is final thoughts on the plot, and then we can discuss something else. But sure, the it wraps up in this this ultimate battle where, okay, let's. What? Sorry, I know I'm kind of two things at once, but I want to tie it in with your baseball thing before I forget. Yeah, go ahead. Remember pig. And we, we said, you keep waiting for the violent explosion. You keep waiting for him to come in and like, I want my fucking pig. And it never happens. And that's why that movie works really well. Mm -hmm. I thought it worked really well in this movie 
where he brings the bait. He's ready to hit him in the fucking face with a baseball bat. And he's the whole time he's been holding this baseball bat. And he's like, yeah. and sets it on him, puts his hands on it, and walks out. Yeah. And I was like, that would be effective in a better movie, like Pig, where he gets that. He, he's like, I've been blaming right. you for 20 years. Turns out it wasn't you at all because you've been in a coma for 15. Mm-hmm. Like, you, ah, I, I'm wrong. He even apologizes to the guy. He's like, I'm sorry I blamed you. Well, and Here's your baseball I bat. I think the reason that it's, that, that doesn't work, too, is that, like, this is an ah, gotcha kind of movie, right? The the guy that he's really supposed to be mad at is the guy he thinks is his friend. And but also the guy he pulled a gun on in the first scene. So it doesn't... Yeah. Truly? Busy. Hold on. <sighs> I knew you were going to fucking that was, that. I, I give you a warning. <laughs> you should have you caught up. <laughs> Well, this, yeah. this time I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I hate you. Since Dick's not here, let's play the clip. It's a bomb! He's got a bomb! What's your revelation here, Jansen, in this scene with a baseball bat? My revelation? You, you were getting to something there. I, I just, it falls flat. Right? That's what I'm like, saying. We put so much weight on this baseball bat, the connection of baseball with him and his son, him finding the bag with, oh, no, are you almost out? What's wrong? Is this alcoholic? Like, look, I started this at the start of the shows. I, I'm fine. Okay. Maybe take like three steps and see how it goes. No, really. I'm, like, I'm not slurring or anything. What, what the fuck is in this? Um, it's mostly sugar. Is it flavored? Yeah. Root beer float. Yep. There you go. It's like nothing the sugar, in there. The sugar counteracts a lot of that alcohol feeling. I know that, but um, it's it's crazy. It, whatever. Anyway. It's like candy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the candy. Man. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Like, there's there's value. You want to uh, play a game? Say Candyman the Mirror five times. You want to play a game? All right, go um, ahead. There's value in the fact there's value in there, there's value opportunity in the connection of baseball with him and his son. There's value opportunity in him finding the bat buried with the money. There's value opportunity in the original scene of him teaching the guy how to, how to swing the bat correctly so he can hit a ball to hit the idiot in the face. And Nick right? Cage makes these baseball bats. Yeah, and he makes these baseball bats, which we never fucking talk about after he tells his son that, I hey, I make these. He also tells cool, right? he tells the gun dealer's kid, after he gives him a baseball bat, I made this. Yeah. Well, this is the last what you're going to hear of it. What do you fucking do? <laughs> it like, didn't fucking matter. The, 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 the culmination of this baseball bat story is him not beating the somebody with it. A guy in a coma to death yeah, with it. Yeah, a guy in a coma that he was supposed to blame but he's like oh you were in a coma i guess i can't blame you here's your baseball bat back what the it, fuck is like, that scene before the sun reveal or after um i believe it is before oh, okay he 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 doesn't kill him the baseball bat he goes outside gets shot kills the dragon guy and then he goes back but he's shot no so it's it's after 
It's after. Is it after? Yeah, because yeah, that's one of the last scenes. Because then he gets shot by that guy, and then mm-hmm. goes to Benjamin Bratt's daughter's wedding. Ilse, mm-hmm. Elise or Ilsa or whatever her fucking name is, but goes to her. Yeah, so it's, it's after. So the baseball shit's already ruined. The whole reason the baseball thing really exists is because he has that baseball card. It looks all pristine when he shows the kid in the, in the, in the cab, but really mm-hmm. it's covered in blood. Yeah. And then in the very end, he's staring at the card, and that's, that's, the, that's the baseball re- connection ending. to his son, which we give no value because we've not seen them do anything together remotely revolving around baseball. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. Other than, oh, I'm going to sell that card for smack. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> no, keep, oh, I'll keep the don't card. Sell the card. I'll, I'll, I'll give you money for it. This movie is, and this is why I say a decent idea, poorly, poorly, poorly executed. A lot of opportunities here. There really is. Like, I'd, I'd get rid of the baseball shit altogether if, I, if it were me, but it doesn't matter. Why do you need the baseball thing to carry through this whole thing? It's beyond me. So get rid of all that. Get rid of the baseball shit. I'd have flashbacks. Honestly, get rid of the hooker shit. Who cares? Unless you're going to tie it together, you can turn that into something. You can tie it into something. um, Should you have the vignettes and the backstory of the son's relationship with the father? Yes. You have to. If you're going to tell this story the way they thought they told it, you mm-hmm. need to have flashbacks of the kid. You need to have more heartfelt conversations with them. Because they really don't have heartfelt conversations. They have one where they approach it, and the, a joke interrupts it, and they stop. Like in the hotel, he's like, eh, you know, you, you were there. Let's get you laid. And it's like, oh, come on. Yeah, and what's his obsession? What's, well, it obviously is, as we know, his subconscious and a, an illusion or whatever. And the son has an obsession with getting his father laid. Like, that's fucking weird, first of all. He's... I've never talked about that with my dad, nor would I encourage him to go out and do that. And that's <laughs> honestly kind of a clue that it's really just him going, push out my son and take care of a need here. Mm-hmm. And that's also happens in the scene where he's like, you walk out that door, I'm gone, old man. And right. he leaves. And you're like, what a dick. But really, he's just going, I have to do this. And in, in yeah. reality... You're not even here, so... Which, again, kills the whole plot point of, I'm doing this for you. If you were doing this for him, then why the fuck are you leaving? Yes, and that's what you're seeing in the in the moment. You're, And that's fine if you want to say Nick Cage is an asshole in that scene in the reality of what we're watching, which is a son and father. Right, but what we're trying to see is that he has some sentimentality and some heart and love, which doesn't come across. So I'm going, oh, he's a dick? So in the reality of the scene that you're watching, you're supposed to go, oh, he's a dick. He doesn't give a fuck if his son leaves. And then yeah. he goes and he fails at killing the dragon. He just gets away after this terrible fight scene in, the, in a stripper, strip, uh, you know, strip bar or whatever you want to call that. What the fuck was that place? Garbage fight scene. By garbage. The way. Like the, he the slaps his gun against the wall. Garbage. I know he's supposed <laughs> to be an old man or whatever, but like... It was poorly filmed and poorly oh, man. executed. Every shot in this entire movie is poorly filmed. This is one of the worst looking movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Like, I fucking hated watching this movie. Well, what pisses me off more than anything is the... Um, it's not the aspect ratio, but it's really just like the 
proximity of the of the lens to the subject. Yeah. It's it's too focused in. Like I need wider shots altogether to make any of this make sense. Like every time we're in the hotel, everything's too close together. You're not showing me the grandness of this hotel. I'm not I'm not understanding this presidential suite that we're supposed to be in because all I've fucking seen is a bed and a bathroom. You get that right? one shot for three seconds when they walk in. That's it. Yeah. After that, it's Joey. Yeah. Joey. Yeah. It was <laughs> way too closely shot. Like camera on his fucking chin. Joey. Which only does a disservice to the actor because Nick Cage, we haven't really touched this subject, but. Nick Cage looks like shit in this movie, like straight up garbage. And I'm not talking about like him aging or anything like that. Like his face is drooping and what's going on with that. I'm concerned. And we're making that a point of interest basically throughout this entire film. He. Hmm. Okay. Which, okay. Let's talk about it because pig just came out. I didn't think that whatsoever about Pig. No. I thought he looked good. He's got he the has granted granted he's got a beard and his face covering a lot of things, but the way that the movie is filmed, right? The cinematography, the the angles of the shots, the the wideness of the of the shots, the symmetry of the shots makes him look good. Somebody knew what they were doing. Because Pig had an excellent, excellent, I cannot stress this enough, excellent cinematographer. I talked about there during our episode. It, the movie looks fantastic. This movie looks like yeah. dog shit, and I, I think they shot him like that because he's supposed to be old man. He's supposed to look like shit. Yeah, this so, this was filmed like like a castrated Michael Bay movie. Oh, that's being generous. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> okay, a castrated Transformers movie. <laughs> let's it, not it, say Michael Bay in yeah, general. <laughs> I, Transformers might be there. The image in our background here on the live stream mm-hmm. never happens in this movie. No, you it's, never it's see anything created. this this visual. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally just this shit that happens. Like, <laughs> like you're really seeing you the have gray any, hairs. Can you pull up IMDb for some stills so we can give um, some reference? If there is any, fuck for the for the YouTube community. All right, well let's look at this out of focus shot on IMDb. Here's Dragon. Right here's like, this never happens. This clear. This is clearly a production still. What the fuck? Um, this is also a walkthrough, <laughs> but this this really amplifies the the really amplifies how this fight scene went. Well, even even the set like decoration, right? They're this clearly place is too too clean. They're clearly in the back room of the production because look, there's a ramp. You got the production chair. It's clearly yeah. people. This is a break room for the crew. All right. <laughs> we threw a meat sign up. <laughs> well, it's the last scene in the movie. This so, and that was too fucking close, right? The blood in his mouth. He shoots Dragon's dick off. Yep. All right. Here's where he lays the baseball bat on the guy. Um, the fucking wife sequences were so. Oh. This is exactly why we needed flashbacks with her instead of just him imagining like, her that's as his a hooker. Wife? Because I didn't know until you showed me. Well, he showed pictures of her. Yeah, but. So. There's the other Simone. Wait. The Hua. See, everything looks like garbage. Nothing looks good. 
Like, it's not visually interesting. It's it's fine. Like, some of these shots are fine. The lighting's poor. He looks pale as fuck. Like, uh, even that. Like, you threw a GoPro in the front of the fucking yeah. Corvette. I don't like, remember that shot in the right? movie, though. Mm, I don't know. Maybe it was in there. But you see what I mean? Like, everything is a. Top, Everything's just just front, just just front facing, shitty lens. Right up in your grill, and then out of focus, like the wife on top of him in the convertible when he's imagining Simone as the wife, and she's, you good? And it's like the the dream filter on it, and it's ah oh, stop, yeah. it's annoying. The dream filter should be put to bed at this point in 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 twenty twenty one. Even, even anymore. I'll say this. I'll raise the stakes a little bit more. Even Between Worlds had better believability in the <laughs> dead wife category. <laughs> and that movie's fucking garbage. <laughs> but that was fun garbage. This is just garbage. There's no fun in this movie. Yeah, right. I mean, and that's the difference between schlock and... Like, we can enjoy some schlock. There was no schlock in this. This was supposed to be taken seriously. It was pretend art. Mm -hmm. All right. We talked to the death, right? Yeah. (laughs) What else can we say? I don't really know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, as always, they got something made, but they shouldn't have. Who was this? The cinematographer on this? I'm curious. I don't know. Give me a name. I'm going to look him up. Um, let's see here. Cozy producer, producer, director. Oh, Mark Dobrescu, D-O-B-R-E-S-C-U. Dobrescu. Whoever you are, hate you, bro. Hate you. Um, and it might he's not. Done. He did Just Friends. No, hold on. I want to see Just Cinematographer. Done quite a bit. I'm looking at the director who this is his second actual movie. Beautiful Boy was his first one, which stars Mario Bello and Mark Michael Sheen's real actors. Huh. Interesting. It's got a I've literally heard of none of these movies. Kyle Gallner's in it. Bruce Bunch Frank. of TV movies and some shorts. <laughs> but like why is Am I am I just exaggerating how awful this movie looks? No, you're not. I mean, I think anybody with half a brain can take a look at it and say this isn't enjoyable okay. to view. I just want to make sure it's not just me. Uh, no. I'm looking him up now. Just friends. That's Cameron Electrical. Which I think is is more compoundedly frustrating because I think that the first ten minutes, the flashback, oh. was actually shot pretty well. Yeah. Humanity Bureau. 2017 this guy shot that movie too which i've done on this show already humanity and that movie looks like fucking garbage oh it's another cage movie yeah uh that movie looks awful this movie looks not as bad it looks more expensive but it's still shot terribly i i just uh let's have him put down you know what i mean i can't stand this guy because he ruined the movie for me he really did and you can blame the director too, Sean Koo. I don't know who the fuck he is. And I talked about his other stuff a minute ago, but beautiful boy. But I, man, this movie's ugly. And 
it's an interesting story. It was written by the same guy, Sean Koo and John Stewart uh, Newman. Could have been an interesting story. They just fucked it up like the whole way through. Yeah, I'm upset about that. Those are my two two biggest complaints. Story structure and cinematography. This is um, why. Yes. I think story structure, cinematography, and casting. Um, we didn't really touch on it too much, but the the, the guy who portrays the son is, is, is dog shit. He can't act. And Noah Lagros. He doesn't he doesn't know what his motivation is throughout the entire thing. I feel like he plays it like I'm dead. <laughs> I'll do whatever. Yeah. I did not enjoy watching him. No, the problem you know what he reminded me of is Tom Hardy in uh what the fuck is that comic book movie he did? Comic book the movie. Marvel thing. Where he's in a he's in a hoodie, Venom. He looks like him in oh, Venom. Where he just like I a didn't junk, watch it. A sweaty v- junkie. I didn't watch it. Ugh. Okay, let's get to my case. Generally speaking, I like Tom Hardy. Yeah, but... Tom Hardy's great. He's good in that movie. It's just that seeing him that character in this movie doesn't make any sense. I don't give a right. shit. 100%. But as far as where Cage ranks and where the Cage movie ranks, all right. So you're gonna see a list, two lists pop up. You're going to need to do this if you're watching. And keep going. (laughs) Because on the left, quality of the movie, I put it just below Willy's Wonderland, believe it or not. Mm. I think Willy's Wonderland was a better movie. I'd rather watch that. Really? I didn't watch that one, but I'm surprised because I've heard you talk some shit. Oh, man. And and hey, look what's right there, right below this. Humanity Bureau. Same (laughs) film cinematographer. Mm. Ugh. And quality the, of cage much lower. On the right, disagree. quality of cage. Cage is awful in this movie. Left behind. Oh my god, I forgot he was in that. He's he's better in this than Left Behind. I couldn't deny that. <laughs> I got to the point where I'm like, all right, where am I being sarcastic here? All right, let's let's move him up because he's not he's better in this than Left Behind. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's even better in like humanity. He's better in Humanity Bureau. Because he doesn't talk a whole lot in this, he just—I didn't believe anything he's doing. If it didn't involve the son or the prostitute, the the so vengeance what, part. Um, what cage category did we get this one into? It's it's quiet cage. Quiet cage. Okay. Yeah, there's no rage cage at all. He barely, oh, except for when he yells for Joey in the. I mean, hotel. there there's touches of rage cage, but it's not a a resounding throughout the movie rage cage. The last two scenes, let's finish on that. Okay. He goes, because he finds out through a Christopher Nolan's uh, Dark Knight Rises, you should go by your middle name, Robin. Mm. I like that. <laughs> that scene happens with the, with the nurse at the, the guy's place when he's in a coma. She's like, we just call him my first name, a letter, Q. He's Q. like, he runs off. <laughs> I know a fucking Q. <laughs> yeah, it's so lazily set up. He goes, he shows up to Benjamin Bratt's daughter's wedding. He goes in the back, he's in the back room. Benjamin Bratt's like doing like a fucking like, hey, everybody. Hey, you owe me money. <laughs> and he goes in the back <laughs> and he's like, oh. And Cage is sitting there with his little silencer machine gun. And he's like, you should have looked after my son. what you did last summer. Yeah, you fucking killed my boy. 
Uh, and he's like, the whole time he's, he's shot and he's already dying anyways. He's, yeah. And it goes on for way too fucking long. And he's like, it's like, I, I, I fucked up. I shouldn't have killed your son. I'm sorry. And the daughter's <laughs> like, you have a beef with my dad? And he's like, a beef? You think what I have is a beef? I forgot. <laughs> so did I till right now. <laughs> I was I was totally gonna put my my name as Jansen the Beef Carlin too. I forgot about that fucking shit. His I whole... lost it at that point. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" I kind of want to pull that up right now because it makes me laugh it so, so hard. Ridiculous! It was so stupid. Finish off that scene and how he doesn't kill him, and I'll pull it up. Yeah. So I mean, he's just. <laughs> He's just upset, but then he's like looking at him, looking at his daughter. He's like, I'm about to do the same thing. So he decides not to fucking kill him, right? And starts walking away, drops the gun. The The daughter picks up the gun, shoots him in the upper right shoulder, and somehow that is going to kill him. Um, and he's like, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> just walks out the door, comes out, and there's cops all over the place on the stairs lays down on the stairs um or no no he's he's standing there he's got a gun in his back pocket or in his um his waist his waistband um and they think he's going for the gun but he's really going for the baseball card that we have no attachment to um and (laughs) he pulls it out and they they shoot him dead there's our gun and they all shoot him but here's Um, the daughter saying you had a beef with my dad oh yeah You should have helped him. You were supposed to look out for him. You. Sh- this is the cage we're forced to deal with in this movie. Mm-hmm. You sh- None of this is built on. You should have looked after him. You were his father. Was it before this? I can't remember now. He was dead the minute you left. Yeah. All right. It doesn't matter. It's hard. Oh, yeah. There it is. Okay. Frankie, what are you what are you doing? I should close the door. Please, not, not here, okay? Not like this. It's her close. wedding day. God damn door. Okay, okay, just, just let's, let's... He's bad here. He's Terrible. bad. Terrible. damn door. Like, I, I full-on think this is the first scene that they filmed in the movie, and this is him having his stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Just calm down. I am conscious to what I fucking say. Isha, are you all right, sweetheart? Did he hurt you? Get out. It's okay. It's all right. Gonna pause it here so YouTube doesn't shut us down. Wait, can we talk? Can we talk about how he says "get out" and she stays? She like a dumb idiot. No, he stops her. He said Benjamin Bratt is so selfish. He goes, "The only way I'll live through this scene is if my daughter's here witnessing this." He's smart, mm-hmm. but very selfish because he could have just. Yep. Because watch, he, he, look at his hands. He stopped her from leaving. She was ready to leave. His beef is with me. Beef. 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 You have my son killed. He lies straight to my face about it. Did you think I've got beef with you? I <laughs> I'm going to save that as a clip. You think yeah. you got beef? <laughs> it's honestly, it's right up there with um, what's that other fucking movie that you have the clip for? 
in the pharmacy. Oh, um, is that Mash Stick Man? Yeah. No. Yeah. See you piss blood. <laughs> yeah. That one. <laughs> you ever been dragged to the curb and beaten to you? Piss blood. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of them. A lot of great ones. Uh, Fantastic. It's just, like, it's just like it's him having like a full on autistic moment is what it really is. <laughs> Can you imagine how uh, freeing it's got to be to be him though? Be like, I went to work today and just screamed about beef. Yeah. Because it was seven takes. So we did that for eight hours. Oh my god. And I got All right, sh- wrap wrap him up on the stairs. He gets shot in the stairs and dies while his son's like, Look at the sky. <laughs> he goes, Why are you still here? Dust in the wind starts playing. He goes, I don't know. <laughs> I guess just to hang out with you for a while. I like that. <laughs> what the cool. fuck is that line? It's all the last two scenes are fucking awful. So like, we don't know how we're gonna end, but I give this just, movie uh, a four. Ooh. But I give those last two scenes a negative three and a half. They are they drag the movie down from a five to a four for me. They yeah. are so fucking bad. And it's not so much the storyline at that point. The script is fine at this point. It's just the the performances and the why is this ha- why <laughs> they thought this was fucking like high art. You could tell they yeah, thought this was I gonna be know. fantastic, and it just none of it worked. Who produced this shit? R L J E Films Highland. There's no major production company on this. Shot in Canada, though. Special features, story and character. Is that blank? <laughs> um, on the set and then Sins of the Father. This scene never fucking happens. You don't ever see anything this cool in the movie. Yeah, I don't get that. What do you give this out of 10? And let's get the fuck out of here. Um, We hit our hour quote. We're good. We, we fulfilled right. our government-mandated hour. <laughs> I I'm gonna concur and agree. Four I think is um, adequate. It's not quite a three. Um, there, yeah, there is some redeeming factor to the film, but at the end of the day, these guys got way more into their head than they were able to produce on screen. Um, so it it doesn't meet the mark for a moderate movie at all. No, it's. It's not awful. It's just like, oh, guys, you could have made this okay. They just had so many chances. <laughs> is what yeah. it came down to. So many failed chances to really flesh something out and didn't take any of those. Could have been a fun movie. You failed. It's, just, it's one of those could have been movies. And, and, and the problem is what it could have been is a mediocre movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, really, what we're seeing is a story that we don't care about that if it had all the right elements would have been a six, maybe a seven. No, six, six tops. Yeah. Uh, It would have been an okay movie that you watch and you go, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. I don't need to watch it again. That was good. It's so lackluster that I've watched this movie within the last year and then rewatched it and went, oh, yeah, he's dead the whole time. That's how much I gave a shit. Right. (laughs) 
Bum, bum, bum. That's why it's down there. Down right. where you deserve. Get down there. I'm going to shove it down more if I could, but how do I put it beyond left left behind? That movie's bad. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually watched that one. Oh, I watched it and got nude on camera. I did watch um, I feel like Raising you Arizona. Over that. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Raising Arizona is I, awesome. I thought it, I mean, like, I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Um, I probably would have thought it was more funny had I seen it years ago. You know, I, I, I just don't think it had the same weight for me. Cool. So, uh, Raising Arizona is amazing. Uh, <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. Like, I thought it was really good. I just have the context of all the films that I've seen in between when you probably saw it is what it really comes down to. But no, it was a great movie. I remembered none of his character from when I was a kid. So all of that was kind of fresh for me. Because I watched it a bunch as a kid. And then yeah, once after that. And then suddenly I'm watching it again you know, now. I, my favorite parts of that movie is the John Goodman shit. Him just oh, yeah. yelling for like him two, and, three minutes straight. Him and William Sylvester. When they're like, where's the baby, bro? <laughs> 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 yeah. It's the funniest shit in the movie. Yeah, but Cage's face when uh, um, Randall, oh, yeah. Randall were, Tex were... Cobb throws the thing at him outside that bar, and he's like, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> yeah, "You were telling me to watch his facial expressions, and I did. It was it was quite something." He did. He he does a really good job in that movie, but um, yeah, yeah, I love that movie. But do not check out Left Behind. <laughs> no. no, I don't need to. No. All right, Jansen. Um, Fuck this movie. Next time <laughs> on B Movie Battle, episode 58, Nick Cage Cast 36 will be Vegas. Honeymoon in Vegas from 1992 versus Leaving Las Vegas from 1995. I'll watch two. A terrible comedy versus the one that Nick Cage won the Oscar for. But they both I had the word Vegas. That's why they're, <laughs> it's a versus. <laughs> I wonder which one's going to win. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> One's got James Caan and Sarah you know Jessica what's Parker. Funny is I've seen neither of them, so I'm actually pretty excited for this. I've seen them both. I can predict the winner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just based off the Oscar. I mean, not that the Oscars mean fuck all anymore. No, but, but you watch it and you go, oh, yeah, he deserved it. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is a good example of Cage doing something because he needed work versus... Cage cared about a project and was on board with the director, Mike Figgis. Yeah. And was like, let's do it. I'm not here to glow. I'm not out here to act. You can right. see the Whereas difference the movie in these two we, movies. The movie we just discussed was Kitch, Kane, well, Cage paying for his, it's, it's Kitch his Kane. cocaine habit. Yeah, it's, it's Kitch <laughs> and, Kane. And his recent stroke. <laughs> and his art collection. <laughs> that, so Kitch Kane, if you're going to watch his movies... Uh, Check out those two, Honeymoon in Vegas and Lima Las Vegas. Week after that will be Valley Girl 1983 versus Valley Girl 2020. <laughs> oh, no. And after that, Snake Eyes versus Looking Glass. Man, a bunch of train wrecks all in a row, huh? Snake Eyes is very interesting. I can't wait to talk about Snake Eyes. <laughs> oh, God. Looking Glass, we'll probably Nervous. not talk about. But All right, let's get out of here. Um, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Jansen Carlin. Here's our outro. There is no dick ticket, but you're going to hear his name, I think. Yeah.
and I'm not going to say the thing. What thing? So long, citizens. It's in the outro, though. (laughs) Citizens of Wonderland, rejoice in the fact that we have covered another movie on the show. Go to liwstudios.com for more videos and podcasts. Subscribe to Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. Search on Amazon for books by Richard Pierce. Until next time, and in the meantime, we are Phoenix West, Dick Dickett and Jansen Carlin. So long citizens. All hail our glorious leader. Shut off the fucking show now.